Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. Hey, how you doing out there, people? This is See uh, Monthly, Children's Ministry Monthly, episode number 16, brought to you the week of November, um, what's the date? November 8th. It's a very informal show today. This is the show that I wanted to put out two weeks ago, but I couldn't until today. Because um, I'm in the process of, of changing positions, changing churches. God has called me um, from Kansas City to St. Petersburg, Florida, where I will be taking a, um, a, a family pastor and children's pastor position. Um, God has just expanded my call and, and um, been able to do some awesome things for my family and myself. And um, for more on that, actually, you can go back and listen to the last two episodes of a web of a podcast called Geek Loves Nerd that I do with my wife at geeklovesnerd.com. But um, this is uh, the what 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 is following actually after this is the ten minute sermon that I was able to give on my last day at uh, Sheffield Family Life Center in Kansas City. Uh, basically, God instructed me. Um, since I'd been there 10 years, to take one minute and recap each year in one or two words and uh, just you know honor the time period that I was given. And I'd like to share that with you right now. Um, and so a very short show today, but we're in the process of moving. And if you notice a weird, uh, you know, the, if the audio quality is not what it usually is, that's because I'm talking on a Zoom uh, portable recorder rather than my full podcasting setup because that, that stuff's in a box. We're actually going to be moving right out of here, uh, pulling the truck out on Wednesday night, and uh, we'll be in St. Petersburg, Florida on Friday the 13th. So say a prayer for me and my family and for Jason. So without any further ado, um, like I said, very short podcast because it's only a 10-minute Little thing, but I hope it blesses you. Basically, going through the last ten years of ministry, and uh, and reviewing what I've learned and what I will take with me uh, from one location to the next. Thanks. Let's give Pastor James and Jenna a hand for their service to Sheffield. I am Pastor James, uh, soon to be former children's pastor of Sheffield Family Life Center. And uh, I've been here 10 years. Not many people realize that. And I've got 10 minutes. There it is. So uh, I was like, God, how do I describe, how do I recap the last 10 years in 10 minutes? And God said, one minute per year. And then he added, duh. God talks to me a little differently than most people. Uh, year one, I'm going to just recap in one word, one or two words every year. So year one, I learned about purpose. I moved to Kansas City from uh, Lakeland, Florida, and I started in youth ministry under Pastor David Godbout as an intern. And um, I saw all these inner city kids, and, and it was different than it was in the South. It was a good kind of different, but it scared me. And I said, God, how am I going to minister to these guys and girls? They have heroes, basketball stars and rap stars and R&B stars, all these people that they, they idolize. How can I compete with them? And God said, there is no competition. See, you're real. They can call you at 3 a.m. They can hug your neck. 
God taught me about purpose. Year two, I learned about discipleship. I learned to follow God's leading as I, as I followed and learned under Pastor David. And one of the key things that I remember is somebody challenged me and said, discipleship is duplicating your spiritual life into someone else. And then he said, is your spiritual life worth duplicating? And it wasn't at that time, so I learned about discipleship. Year three, I learned about obedience as I moved into children's ministry. I was asked by Pastor Horn, who sat in my office, would you please consider and pray about moving into children's ministry? And I literally said, I don't need to pray about it. Because a year prior, God had asked us to consider that before it was even a possibility. And I mentioned to my wife, and she got mad. Because somebody else had that job at the time, and what are you thinking? And I was like, don't get mad at me. So we said yes, and then we forgot about it for a year until that day when he just randomly came in. Year three, I learned about obedience. Year four, I learned about humility because I found out that leadership is a lot harder than it looks from the outside. Being an intern and an assistant is nothing compared to being on the front lines. Because I love y'all, but when it comes to y'all kids, y'all don't play. Y'all, y'all some hard-headed, I love you, but y'all hard-headed just like me, so I love you. But I, I, got, I got stressed out because at the time I didn't have children of my own, and I was kind of young, especially on this staff, all these old pastors. No offense, I love you. <laughs> and somebody told me something through a sermon one time that God, I felt like God was speaking to me. He says, uh, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young, but be an example. And what that meant to me was... Don't, they, they may not follow your age, but they will follow your example. So I learned to be humble and simply do what God told me to do, no matter what my age was. Year five, I learned about value, that God valued me. See, I, I'm a musician, I'm an artist, I, 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 you know, I'm really handsome. And uh, it's easy for me to think that God's only impressed when I perform. I found out that year that God loves me just for me. I remember challenging God as I learned about patience and I would pray and maybe you've prayed this way, God, please change me. Please work out these issues in me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, please. And God got mad at me and said, quit praying that way. And I said, what? He said, you need to be patient with me, not me patient with you. You need to be patient with me because that's what I'd pray. God, just be patient with me. I'll get it all worked out one day. And God said, no, be patient with me. And I said, be patient with you. He says, yes, I'm the potter. You're the clay. I'm working on you. I'm not finished yet. I was insulting God because he was doing his best. He can't help the, the clay if I'm not soft enough or staying still enough while he works on me. So, yeah, I learned about value and I learned about patience with God of all things. Year six, I learned about delegation. I finally learned that I couldn't do everything myself in ministry. I needed the ministry to be bigger than me. One day, a man now named Pastor uh, uh, John Beckett came to me and I says, how, how did you like the service? He had been a visitor and he says, oh, the Pastor James show was great. I felt like God was telling me I needed to start delegating because I don't want my ministry to be about me. I realized that keeping things to myself wasn't being considerate of others because I didn't want to work anybody too hard. I was actually being selfish because what is ministry? Is it work or is it a blessing to serve God? Year seven, I learned about love because my first child was born, Jenna Elise Kennison. She was very young when she was born. 
I learned that God was more interested in me being a good husband and a good father than he was just being a pastor. And I learned also that being a father is not a mistake. Not a, a good father is not a mistake. It's a choice. Because people used to say, Pastor James, you're going to be such a great dad. And I'd say, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because I didn't have a father. I didn't have an example. I was worried about my ability to be a, pastor, or a father. And God got onto me yet again and said, James, you're acting like being a good dad is an accident. It's, you'll be a good dad if you choose to be. And so from then on and from now on, when people say you'll be a great dad, I say, yes, I will. And you know what? I ain't bragging. I'm, I'm the greatest dad in the world. Just ask my kids. And your kids benefited from that too. Year eight, getting close to now. I learned about joy and peace. And those things are so tied together because you can't have one without the other. Joy isn't being happy. We've heard that a hundred times. It's knowing that you're exactly where God wants you to be. That's where joy comes from. And I'm reminded of the disciples and Jesus when, when he was sleeping in the boat and the storm was raging and Jesus, they woke him up. How can you be sleeping? There's a storm. And that, that used to trouble me and bother me as a kid because that's a favorite story for Sunday school teachers to tell kids. But Jesus got up in that boat and he looked at the storm and he said peace be still and he called the storm peace sometimes peace looks like a storm people but it's not a big deal because God is in control and he can stop it whenever he wants that's why Jesus was sleeping that's why he was looking at them disciples like he was crazy and that's why we don't have to worry about our problems because if we're right where God wants us to be even in the storm even when peace looks like a storm, if we're with Jesus, we're all right. I love having peace. Sometimes peace looks like a storm. Year nine, I learned about potential. I learned that only God sets my limits, not man, not others, and definitely not me. See, I, I, I mentioned that I'm an artist and a musician, but I've always been too, too nervous or too scared. There's always somebody better out there. Creative people, you know what I'm talking about. There's always somebody better out there. And I was on a website one time of this guy I really respected. And he had an archive. Every week he had drawn a picture for five years. And his stuff was so good. And he was the main reason. My hero was the main reason I didn't want to get started in artwork and doing it professionally or even on the side. And I noticed this button that said previous. To go, you could go to the first week and the next week. And then there was one that said first. And I clicked that button. It went five years in one click all the way to the beginning. And his art was terrible. I was blown away. And God said, see, he started when he was worse than you are now. And look what I've done with his artwork because he put it to work. See, you don't have to be perfect to get busy for God. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing. And that's what I learned. I learned about potential last year. This year, we're now up to date. I've learned about faith and family. I've learned that if I obey God and let him work out the details... That God will take care of me and beyond. He will take care of my family. See, I love the way this is working out. As, as he mentioned, we're moving to Florida primarily to be closer to family. And I love that. And I love it so much because so many times pastors, wives, and families have to sacrifice for their husband's calling. And, and for once, my, my God, the God that loves me, is loving my wife just as much and saying, you know what, I'm going to give her the desire of her heart. And as a result of that, I don't have to sacrifice. I'm going to, to another great church and I'm going to take everything that I've learned here with me. 
I don't know, I challenged God one time and I'm like, God, oh, we're so, we've made so many mistakes and we've messed up and all this kind of stuff. And God just said this. I don't know about all that. He says, all I seem to remember about your past is that every time I've asked you to do something hard, every time I've asked you to do something big and difficult, you've done it. And that's what we told the kids that 10 years ago, God asked us to do something hard. He, he moved us from Lakeland, Florida to a city called Kansas City where we thought everyone would wear suspenders. It's not a great name. It's not. But God called us here. And uh, I just want to leave you with this. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is my favorite verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight. Sheffield, thank you for the honor of serving you. Thank you so much. I, I, just, I bless you with every good and perfect gift from our God. God bless you.